Why do some break sound like the screech of an eagle going in for the kill, or a cinder block being dragged down the sidewalk? I'm Pep Boys Regional Vice President Tom Ballish, and while all brake systems make some noise, distinct sounds are an indication your system needs checked. Or the next sound could be... The Pep Boys Pros will inspect your entire brake system for free. Now, how does that sound? Plus, if you need new brakes, save up to $60 off Wagner Premium Brake Services now through July 1st. Includes free tire rotation, only at Pep Boys. Offer after mail-in rebates. See restrictions at PepBoys.com. This podcast contains explicit material that may not be suitable for all listeners. For those of you brave enough to stick around, enjoy the show. Welcome to the We Still Booze Podcast, brought to you by WideRightNannyLight.com, your one-stop Iowa State online blog shop. Throw me the bootleg and I'm gone. Then I take a few steps and I keep left and the people take a deep breath and I'm up in your end zone. How we doing, Cyclones? This is Austin with you today. I go by Clone Teach on the site. But in this podcast, who knows? Joel Lanning might have another five touchdowns to his name. Uh, we thought we'd record record some for this Thanksgiving week in light of the sixty-six to ten victory over the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Don't forget to uh, subscribe. By the way, leave us a review. Uh, we're gonna go over one here in just a little bit. Uh, Maybe you're listening on your way to Thanksgiving in the car. Don't forget to catch up on the rest of them. We have a couple good ones on there. We'll have a basketball one that will be published here shortly as well. But at this point, uh, I want to bring in Matias. Matias, I I was so confused Saturday. Did did that really happen? Did Iowa State really win a a Big 12 football game by eight touchdowns? I think the the cold weather was playing tricks on our minds, and – we really have to pinch ourselves and warm up a little bit just to see if things happened correctly. You know, Boy. after the the first first couple touchdowns, uh, you know, I had to kind of bring myself back to the Baylor game and Oklahoma State game and uh, maybe even a little bit of the Texas game, not so much offensively, but it's like, wow, well, are we really going to do this again? How many points are we going to get up only to, to blow it again? But then they just – they kept on going, and kind of what we've been calling for all year is just keep the the, the foot on the on the pedal and score some points. So is that offensive explosion something that you think we can see continue here in this last and final game of the 2017 season or 16 season? Well, I don't think we're going to see 66 points again, at least not this year. Um, never in my lifetime that I thought we'd see 66 points scored by the football team. Um, West Virginia's defense is a little bit better than what Texas Tech threw on there, but um, I'd say, you know, the offense is getting better and better every week. Jacob Park has been getting better. He's been more efficient, and he has he's made less of those kind of weird throws he made earlier in the year when he got in there. But And, you know, most certainly Joel Lanning running the ball, it seems to be one of those packages that's really going to be an explosion down the stretch here. So, um I'm sure we'll see some more of the same things here against West Virginia, but you know, that Saturday was more surprising than, than anything really. I thought Texas Tech would put up a little bit more of a fight than what they did, but you know, it just looked like they did 
they just seem not interested in, in the game at all. You've played a little bit more football than, than I have. Is The commentators will say weather's a factor, and coming up from Texas, playing in, in that type of weather, high winds, low temperature, is a big deal for them, but not necessarily for the Cyclones. You look at the weather for, for Lubbock that day, it was just about the same, and actually I think it was maybe even sleeting at the time. Is that something that, as, you, as you're out on the field, is that something that actually plays a big factor, or do you think it's a little overblown? I mean, I, if you're playing the entire game, you know, you don't take any breaks, you know, it's something that would probably be a little more overblown. But, you know, some of those guys that, you know, when you're playing offense and defense, you're going to go to the sidelines for a series or whatever it may be, and you're going to cool down a little bit. And, you know, your body's not as warm, and you're going to go right back out there the first play. It's probably going to sting a little bit, uh, you know, when it's cold. Um, I've, I think the announcers just need something to talk about when, you know, the weather changes like that. I mean, I'm not going to say it plays any factor or anything at all, but or not at all. But, you know, it's football, football. When you, you get in between the white lines, you're going to play no matter what. And, I, you know, preferably when I was playing, I kind of liked to play in the, the harsher weather elements, and I don't know what Texas Tech's preference was. I'm sure they would like it to be a little bit warmer and less windy, but, you know, when you're a football player, you live for those kind of moments and you're prepared for any kind of element. So I'd like to say that didn't, you know, it didn't affect them in any way, but I wasn't in their, you know, in their helmet at that time. The one uh, area that it did play a factor in was field position, mainly in the first quarter. Uh, Cyclones Cyclone stopped them, and we'll talk about the defense here in just a little bit, but uh I don't know what, what Texas Tech's punter was trying to do. It was kind of half rugby, half trying to roll the ball on the ground, but whatever it was, it didn't work. Iowa State started off with, with great field position on almost all of their first, I don't know, five drives or so. Were there any specific adjustments that you saw on Saturday from previous games that allowed them to uh, take advantage of what is a pretty horrible defense in Red Raiders? Well, I think it was – you know, from what I kind of noticed, you know, just thinking about when I was at the game, just kind of watching them, it was just simple things. I mean, they didn't try to push the envelope too much. And, you know, the weather, you know, the wind kind of plays a factor when you're trying to pass the ball deep and things like that. You know, they weren't checking the ball deep like normal. And, you know, they weren't trying to stretch the Texas Tech defense by any means, really. I mean, they took a few shots deep, but it wasn't anything crazy. Um, it was just simple pass routes and just things to get the ball in their best playmakers' hands. And, you know, it, the run the run packages that Lanning did, they were pretty much in between guard and tackle or off tackle, and it was just straightforward and not to be too cute. And, you know, it keep it simple, stupid type, type of day, and it seemed to pay off in the long run there for, you know, 66 points. You know, that's for being simple, that's pretty good. You mentioned uh, landing, running the ball. I think currently now he's he's up to second on the team in, in rushing yards, which isn't too bad for a quarterback. Obviously, you prefer to have a couple of running backs up there, but with the way the offense has been tailored, when when landing's in there, percent of the time he's he's a rusher now. Uh, but they did throw him uh, a couple bones there and let him let him go for it before the end of the half with a long pass to Lazard and some others. Do you think that's something that we'll continue to see? Next season, with that package of Park as the starter and the passer and Lanning coming in almost as a the way that Oklahoma used Bell a couple of years ago? 
But I sure hope so. It it seems to be working great right now. And it's, you know, Iowa State in previous years has, has lacked that kind of, that, that thing on offense where, you know, the defense is sitting there thinking, hey, you know, we may not even know what they're going to do right now. And it, it could be anything possible, you know, imaginable coming come thrown at us. So, um, you know, with landing in there, you know, in the package, you're thinking, hey, it's going to be a run. But, you know, he he's a proven passer. He can check the ball deep. He can go short, you know, anything like that. And they've shown that, that package on Saturday that he, you know, threw a couple to the side, you know, threw one downfield a little bit. Um, you know, it just gives another element that Iowa State needs. You know, you just don't want to be one kind of dimensional with one quarterback in there with Park. You don't – Park's not a typical threat to run the ball. You know, he's going to be your one standing back in the pocket and chucking the ball or handing it off to Montgomery and Warren where, you know, and then you bring in Lanning on the goal line or wherever it may be in the field at that time that if the defense is going to sell out for a run, why not on a ball into a pass and, you know, throw it for five yards and, you know, when it was third and two or whatever it may be at that time. So Iowa State's always lacked that, you know, that next level offense type thing. And this might be one of those packages that makes the playbook open a little bit more than normal. Well, Chicks chicks took touchdowns and there was sure as hell a lot of them on Saturday. I don't – I'm going to see 66 points again this Saturday. Uh, but kind of what got overlooked uh, with a lot of people, when they looked at the score, they saw 66 points, a 56-point margin of victory. But lost in the shuffle is the fact that the defense held one of the best offenses in the nation and uh, was formerly a Heisman candidate to only 10 points uh, on the day. What what were the keys that the defense um, had out there, and how were they able to shut down Mahomes and, and Kingsbury's offense? Well, I – you know, I was sitting there in the game thinking about it, and, you know, I'd, our our pressure at the beginning of the game really wasn't getting home right away. You could tell Heacock was trying to get some unique blitz packages rolling. Um, I did notice at one point he even had two down linemen, and that was it. Mahomes decided to, you know, audible out of that, and he, you know, he saw two down linemen, and he switched into a run, and he ran it himself. But Typically, we were just lining up three linemen, and, you know, sometimes it was an extra linebacker or defensive back sitting up there, you know, waiting for whatever it may be, and they were coming on the edge on the blitz. Um, Willie Harvey, I think it was, yeah, he even had a sack himself coming on the edge on the blitz. Um, So it was probably Heacock's best game called as defense coordinator here at Iowa State. Um, Mahomes, Mahomes threw for 219 yards, which isn't terrible, but, you know, considering that they're a pass-happy offense, air raid type, type team that's a pretty bad day so uh with the lack of pressure i think we only had two total sacks and him throwing for 219 yards i'd say that's a pretty damn good day um you know he was 1836 so he 50 percent passer 40 40 qbr rating um you know i just that's where the weather may play the factor with him. Uh, he did get a little dinged up there early in the game. I think he had a stinger. Um, so that may have affected some of his throws later on in the game. Um, they only had – their leading rusher only had about 97 yards on 25 attempts. So that's pretty pretty stout run defense by us that typically this year we've been gashed in the run. So um, I think our linebackers played well, especially with only doing three, three down linemen. So – 
overall, it's just a step in improvement, especially when you're going to be facing those type of offenses every week in and week out in the Big 12. Um, Kamari Cotton Moya had a big game. He had a, you know, had that pick six. He also recovered a fumble. And then Everett Edwards also had a pretty big day with six tackles, and he also had that one tip interception. It was later on in the game. It was kind of a terrible throw by Mahomes, but, you know, it all adds up. So it's just a step in the right direction. Some of these younger guys got in and played. I mean, if you look at, if you look at the tackle, the tackle stats for our defense is just a ton of names, and some of them you may not even seen before, but it's just some of these guys are getting reps, and it's all going to pay dividends coming, you know, into next week and next year. It's funny you mentioned the tackle stats. Last couple of years, you look up, and it seems like some of our defensive backs have got all-conference honors or been recognized by announcers for the amount of tackles that they make. And it's like, well, shit, you know. I just soon not have our our free safety with 15 tackles a game. That means that the the other 10 guys didn't didn't stop them yet. But uh, it did did seem like it was spread out uh, across the board, and there's a lot of guys that – that stood up. It wasn't just one in particular, you know, Mahomes. that, that injury was kind of weird on, I was watching on TV and uh, you could see the hit from Moya, but then he didn't come out right away. And then, and later all of a sudden he went down without any contact. And then he left and he came back and they'll, uh, whoever's in, in charge of the, the Twitter account said that he was going to stop for some tacos and then made his way back. He was pretty <laughs> quick. I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm wondering if maybe he had to go, uh, drop a deuce in the locker room quick and he covered it up by holding his shoulder or something like that. Anyway, uh, Certainly didn't moving help. on. Is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever whatever he got out of the system, he came back and he was the same one that we saw in the first half. He has a, a little bit of steel jam, too. I mean, there were some throws that just made you scratch your head as to as to why and how that he would even even throw those balls and how he could be considered a, a Heisman front runner at one point with some of the decisions that he made, but they certainly had been putting up video game numbers on offense and uh, Iowa State made them look pretty pedestrian. Is that something that uh, we can see continue on Saturday against West Virginia and, and what adjustments might we have to make against the Mountaineers on Saturday? Uh, I was just kind of breaching up on here on West Virginia's offense a little bit. And, I mean, it seems like they're typically West Virginia under Dana Holgerson has been kind of one of those teams that also has been kind of, you know, the air raid type of teams. But over the last kind of two years, I would say, he's kind of evolved in more of a, you know, balanced offense where I look at their stats this year. Uh, yards passing, 275 yards per game, and then, you know, yards rushing, you go down and it's 229 yards per game. So, to me, that's not an air rate offense, more balanced attack. Um, I think our defense can hang in there and, you know, get the stops they need, and, you know, they're not going to definitely stop West Virginia every time around the 45-yard line and get the ball there where they're off and for our offense again like they did against Texas Tech. Uh, if they do, that's great, but I don't see that happen this time. You know, they're going to see a little more balanced attack coming at them. Um, uh, more, I, I don't want to say, we could say that Texas Tech was going to throw more points on us, but, you know, I don't want to say that West Virginia could do that as well. But, you know, it's, I think we were have more of the type of game what we saw when we played Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma and West Virginia kind of mirror each other a little bit, I think, in my eyes. So, mm-hmm. 
our defense is going to have to bring it. The defensive line is going to have to get pressured by themselves. I don't think we can afford to keep sending linebackers like we did against Texas Tech. It just opened up the run game that much more for West Virginia. So I think we're going to have to, you know, be able to prepare to face a bounce attack more than just the pass. So four down linemen, you know, our typical two linebackers we have, whether it's Brian Mills or Kane Feely. Wait, is it Kane Feely? I keep saying Kane Feely, but I don't think it is. But, um, you know, Regan Northrup, I mean, he seems a little bit banged up, so he's seen less time. So, we're at, you know, it's going to be an all-around effort on defensive-wise. I don't think we're going to hold West Virginia to 10, 10 points. If we do, if that's great. Um, I think we're going to see a little more, you know, 34-28 type ball game coming up. Well, before we get into our, our predictions for the Thanksgiving game against West Virginia, uh, I promised our listeners to go there. So we didn't get any that and make them up. So we did get a review, Matias. And, uh, I'm going to read you two of them. I want you to try and pick out made up and which one was actually left on, on iTunes. Does that sound all right? That sounds great to me. Miller, but more fun than being a female student at Baylor. Great way to kill time till the drugs kick in. Five stars. <laughs> second second review. Hey, Wide Right Natty Light, I love the podcast. Keep up the good work while bringing in variety of guests. Can you spot the real review and the fake review, Matias? Well, I want to say the first one might be the real because I feel like this is a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing gets by you. Yeah, in, in fact, uh, as weird as that review was, it – it was on the iTunes, so um, I'd like to, to live a day in his or her life, whoever that was that left the review, but we appreciate you leaving a review. Uh, we look forward to reading some more here coming up in the future. So we'll get back to Saturday here. Uh, what do you think is going to happen on Saturday? The game starts at 2.30. It's on uh, Fox Sports 1 again. Can the Cyclones end the year on a three-game winning streak? I think they can. Um, the way this team's been getting better and better every week, and I know sound, this week sound like a broken record right now, but they have shown improvement every week. And the way they played against Oklahoma that night on Thursday was really one of the turning points, I think, for me in the season after, you know, they'd blown some games and got beat by Texas. You know, the defense has been getting better the last two, three weeks here. And, you know, it's just one of those things where once it clicks, it clicks and it just goes. So I'd like to see them get a victory come out like I'm gonna say a thirty you know, the thirty four twenty eight type game. Iowa State wins it. Um Jacob Park throws for about two touchdowns and Joel Lanning and Montgomery do kind of the the workload on the ground again and you know Kamari Cotton Moya gets a, a pick to end the game. <laughs> That's what I'm going with and I just want to see that happen, build momentum in the next year. Hey that would be it would be exceptional to end the year um, as poorly as it started. If you think about it, uh, you know, the UNI game got away from them. There are several chances for an upset along the way. They really are a couple plays away from playing for a bowl game this week. Uh, granted, that's why you play the games. They need to learn how to close football games. But it's been fun to see this team improve. Uh, I think we'll see a win on Saturday. Um, I've got my cardinal and gold-colored glasses on right now. The game started off as a 10-point spread in Vegas. It's already down under 10. 
Uh, it's getting closer to a touchdown spread. I think if they can continue on, finish the year with a three-game uh, winning streak, all the momentum, gets back on the recruiting trail, hold on to those commitments for the 2017 class, and I think uh, we'll we'll see a bowl game next season possibly. Any last thoughts uh, before we wrap this up, Matias? We wanted to keep it a little short. Uh, we know some people are, are driving to Thanksgiving, but we just had to talk about a, an eight-touchdown victory in, in Big 12 play. Um, just real quick, I, there's some rumblings of a, a recruit that just committed yesterday, I guess is what they told the coaching staff, and they're waiting until presumably National Signing Day to announce that one. Uh, word is it might be a big-time recruit. There's there's no real rumor of who it may be. So be on the lookout for that, Cyclone fans. And if we get another win, I think the recruiting trail is just going to kick off even harder than what it did last year. So look out for another big-time class coming up. So that's all I got. We aren't we aren't used to seeing uh, people pick the hats and and whatnot. And I don't know, a, a Kansas basketball recruit the other day played a game of one on one against himself to announce his decision to commit to Kansas. But typically, our signing days have been uh, we kind of know who the class is, and we're just trying to to fend off others. So it'd be fun to have a a nice signing day surprise for once. Matthias, where where can we catch you on on Twitter, bud? Uh, Twitter, Twitter. I got the handle of Matthias Wide Right Natty Light. It would just be Matthias W R N L. That's where I'm at. Usually just tweeting about Cyclones, Cubs, Bears. Not so much the Bears right now because they're a pile of garbage, but you know things like that. So that's where I'm at. Very good. Well, thanks for coming on tonight. I know you were a bit under the weather, but. You uh, you struggled through it like a true champion, and uh, we appreciate your insight on the cyclone. So we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you next time. Have a good Thanksgiving. Yes, thank you for having me. Look forward to doing it again. All right, that was Matthias with us uh, tonight. That'll wrap up another episode of the Wide Right Natty Life podcast. Once again, don't forget to leave us a review. Be creative with it. If we get any, we'll we'll read them on the next episode. Uh, Thanks to Jake McDonough for allowing us to use his tunes. You can catch his work on SoundCloud. Until next time, this is Austin signing off saying go Cyclones.